Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. Coming to you from opposite corners of Gitanoa Nation, it's Thursday, February 19th, 2009. This is No Agenda. Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. From Gitmo Nation East in the Crackpot Command Center in Southwest London, I'm Adam Curry. And I hope that's not a recording. I'm John C. Dvorak <laughs> here in the Gitmo Nation, Silicon Valley North, California. What do you mean you hope it's not a recording? Well, it sounds like you, you transition from all those little jingles that people want copies of, by the way. Yeah, no, well, they want copies of the Obama stuff, which I'm not giving away. No, no, no. They don't want that. They can get those. We got a whole slew. Young Paulette, who does the, the hit test, uh, put together a whole package for us. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. This is No Agenda. Menacing sounds. Really important news. Important information. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> but it sounds like you sound like part of the recording. That's how slick it is. Oh, no, that donut. Yeah, no, I just, I, I put it in there. How cool is that? It's totally cool. Although I flubbed it. Did you hear me flub it? No, I was so befuddled that I, I didn't pay, I don't think anyone noticed until should, you just now well, mentioned I sh- it. I should do it again just to make it right. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. Coming to you from opposite corners of Gitmo Nation. It's Thursday, February 19th, 2009. This is no agenda. <laughs> In the morning. Okay, now I'm right. What, what? What was the flub? <laughs> no, I flubbed earlier. It was That was live. Oh, see, I can't tell. Yeah, I, I, I said Gitmo Nation. It didn't come out right. Oh, that's. I heard you say something weird, and yeah. I was thinking, but I was still so baffled by. This is the thing about this kind <laughs> of stuff. This is a pro, that we got a, the note from the hypnotist that told us this kind of thing. It, it scrambles the brain. Of course. Well, that's the whole point. In fact, I even looked for some uh, specific music to to roll out before we actually got started on the show to to get people into the right mode, tune them into our frequency, so we can start injecting important information. Into yeah. their brains. I think that's a, a necessary thing to do. But when you hear I mean, that, kind, heard, but when you hear that kind of um, opening with that menacing music, it, it I think it prepares people. You're like, oh, important information coming. I, I've got to pay attention. It could. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. So far, we're getting there. Hey, John, let me tell you this: this two no agendas a week. I'm really liking it, man. It's almost. I, I'm so excited. I haven't been this excited since high school dating. <laughs> I don't think that that needs comment. You wish I wish you could reciprocate on that. <laughs> I don't think I could come up with anything to top that. High school dating. Oh man, I wasn't really a big fan of high school dating. I dated. I didn't date that. I mean, I, I usually had a steady. I never, ever, ever got laid. <laughs> never. I'm not kidding you, you. You got laid eventually. Yeah, eventually. When I was on television, I started to get laid. Oh, uh, well, gee, I wonder why that was. Hmm. Oh, it's not like I didn't know it, but um, I have, I've, people don't believe it when I say that I do not know how to pick up women. I just don't. Well, you, uh. Now I just flash my gold bar. Hey, baby. That is. <laughs> the way that, you know, I think the way to, the, as somebody once said to me, uh, the, they learn how to pick up women by learning how to lie to them. Uh, I think kind of summarized everything. And I recall the days when I first went to New York City uh, during the era when New York was a 24-hour town, which it isn't really anymore compared to where it was in the, like the 70s. Um, and the First and Second Avenue bar scene was really happening. 
I mean, there were just, it was unbelievable. It made, there's a, there's these different bar scenes in different major metropolitan areas. Like in San Francisco, there's used to be Union Street used to be like this. Uh, it's not anymore. And, uh, Rush Street used to be like that in Chicago. And mm. now it's still kind of a scene, but it's nothing like it was, you know, in the, in, in the 1980s, for example. And, uh, Athens has a little area which still is hot. And Istanbul has an area that's even hotter, which is a, kind of a surprise since it's a Muslim country. Hmm. And uh, so I was hanging out in this, I think, one of these first or second avenue bars uptown. And this is in the 80s? When, when was this? This was probably in the late 70s hmm. or early 80s. I can't remember. Uh, right, right after Prohibition for you, probably. It was, yeah, something like that. So anyway, um, I'm in there and I'm listening to these pickup artists. <laughs> and it was, it was like, holy crap. Pal, nobody believes you're a producer for CBS. You think this girl's going to believe that? If only I could find an unknown. <laughs> Seriously. And he just gave her the song and dance. Because I, I overheard it, I was just like, my ear just got bigger. Uh, I, I, and, I, Bloom and I used to do that when we we had an office in Los Angeles with Think New Ideas. And just for for yucks, we'd do that at, at fancy restaurants. <laughs> we'd say, yeah, hey, man, if only I can find a, an unknown for this role. Yeah, that would be great, wouldn't it? And it was amazing. Of course, Bloom, back in his day, major player. Major. So you could have done this if you wanted to. Nah, nah. Uh, so there's no chat room. We're uh, off the chat room. We're now using Twitter. Uh, so if you now, John, you're just using the website for Twitter, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, well, and also I don't get Twitter on any machine except the other machine and the one at the Mevio office. I, and I can't figure really? out why, you know, I've, I've changed my password doesn't work. I've, uh, I have had an amazing week of Twitter. I, what? uh, I downloaded this thing called tweet deck, which I heard people talking about. Never heard of it. It's uh, it's amazing. It's it's like what does a, it do. It's like a command console, and it and it <clears throat> actually. I'll, you know what? I'll take a I'll take a picture of it for you, so you can take tweet so can, deck. Tweet deck. Yeah. What's so cool about it? Besides, you know, you're the people you follow and replies and direct messages. You can set up uh, panels with searches with Boolean logic searches. Um, hold on. And search through the whole database. Well, no, you don't search it. It it updates automatically. So I oh. have, for instance, I have uh, Obama uh, Canada. And so whenever someone Twitters something about Obama or Canada, and you can do a Boolean and or, you can do minus, you know, all the, all the typical things, uh, it automatically shows up. And, and there's also this thing from TwitScoop, which is a tag cloud. Um, and so right now I can see that in, in Twitter land, uh, big words are Obama um, Yelp, Christ, Darn, <laughs> Leadership, MTV is big right now for some moment, for some reason. Um, and you click on any of those tags and then it, I'm sorry, I'm just getting the heck the, was that? You taking my picture? <laughs> yeah. Busted. I got you. <laughs> Hold on. I want to send this to you so you can see it. But it, it's fascinating. And, and, you know, so I've really gotten into it and... Um, I like it a lot. You know, I know I'm late to this party, but jeez, this this thing is just absolutely phenomenal. And I've I added like two thousand subscribers in uh, in the past couple of days. Yeah, I'm sending it to you. You getting it? 
Uh, I'm going to in a second. Okay. It's probably going to screw up our Skype feed, no, it but has, okay. It, that, it's, been, uh, it's been pretty good. Um, but it's, uh, there's a lot to this thing. It does, you know, and it, it does the, it has retweet options and just all kinds of amazing ways to access really, I mean, th- this, I got to hand it to these guys. You know, if, if you can remove yourself from the kind of, it's an IRC chat room, the functionality, which is pretty basic is great when, when people add little apps on top of it, connecting into the API. There you go. Downloaded. You're talking about Twitter, not this thing. Well, this ties into the Twitter API. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right, yeah. right. Oh, that's kind of interesting. See how it's set up? Yeah, I think it should be white on black. I don't yeah, you, 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 can't black con- yeah, yeah, you can't control the... Um, I don't think you can control the skin. Hard to, hard to read. Yeah, but that's... Put on your glasses, Grandpa. <laughs> or better. No, it's not that. It's just the contrast is wrong. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, I don't think it's available for Windows. I think it's, uh, or maybe it is. Well, it's Adobe Air. Of course it is. Oops. It's an Air app. Anyway. Oh, one of the, one of the first of the Air apps. Mm-hmm. I'll check it out sometime. Yeah, so anyway, so people use these hashtags. So our hashtag, of course, is no agenda. So that way that you, know, you don't have to remember to type in at Adam Curry or at the real Dvorak. You just do your hashtag. It's cool. Hmm. Okay. Well, good people can send you notes as we do the show. Yeah, I, I'm not going to respond. I'm just saying. So, uh, dude, I have so much shit to talk about. There is just so well, much. Let's going talk on. about the these tax breaks for the rich. It's really bugging me. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where do you see tax breaks for the rich? Oh, that's what Obama's up to. This whole thing is tax. This is what the Pelosi bill is. It's tax breaks for the rich, while the poor. What the, the seventy five billion dollars? Well, let's just go over this one. Because I've, I've, I've done quite a bit of investigation on uh, on the seventy five yes, billion dollars. Let me give you this little one here. This was an al- analyzed here at uh, on the Business Insider website. Uh, hundreds. Uh, Obama stimulus saves Microsoft billionaire hundreds of millions. Oh, That's the stimulus package. Yeah. Okay. Because we have three things happening now. We have the stim the seven hundred ninety billion stimulus package, which is a tax break for the rich. Okay. We have. I, I want to hear that in a second. We have the. Um, $75 billion uh, homeowner bailout, which I've researched extensively. And then we still have the financial stimulus. Don't we? Don't we have another financial stimulus for the banks? Yeah, but that's not a tax break for the no, rich. No, that's no, no, it's not. No, 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 but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just talking about the giveaways. So I have looked through this thing, the stimulus package. Um, I'm pretty amazed by... Uh, when is something an earmark and when is something not an earmark? Is it not an earmark if you put it in at the beginning? Is is that how it works? I don't know. I never thought about it. I thought anything that just had nothing to do with anything that was in the bill, whether it was put in at the beginning or the end, was an, and it just designated money going to here specifically was an earmark. Hmm. Well, that's so. The, so Pelosi's Save the Field Mouse, which was in what? the bill from the get go. Pelosi's Save the Field Mouse. Well, wait. So I'm sorry. It sounds like you're saying Pelosi's save the field mouse as if there's something in the bill yes. to save mice. Yes, that's correct. Rodents. Yes, that's correct. There is. We have field mice around here. They're a nuisance. Yes. That, well, well, this is a, a protected one. That's exactly what I'm saying. Pelosi's. That's what it's called. Pelosi's save the field mice. And it's called Pelosi's save the field no, mouse? No, it's, it's, it's in the stimulus package. 
You haven't heard about this? No, she wants to save a mouse? <laughs> yes. And she wants to spend money on this? A lot of money. money. A lot of, of money. Economic distress? Wait a minute. In times of economic distress, she wants to spend money on saving some crappy mouse? $30 million. Hmm. I'm, I'm amazed you hadn't heard about well, that. Well, why? What's the, what is the, I, I haven't heard of it. Well, you're in the Bay Area. We don't let it, they don't let us know about stuff like but that. But this generally. is in the Bay Area. Well, that's the point. They don't want to tell us anything. Because we, we have roads with potholes. You know, the, you yeah. got to drive down the street here. It's like unbelievable. You just, you got to have, you got to get new shocks every well, couple well, months. Well, isn't, isn't your entire state government right now sleeping, uh, uh, sleeping overnight together yeah. and trying to, to figure that out because you know they've they've fired people they've furloughed people the tax re- refunds aren't coming there's a lot going on in California so Pelosi wants to save a mouse to spend thirty million dollars doing it yeah that's just but that's just what a does minus it take thing. I mean what is what's the thirty million for ah that's why does it take so much money to save a mouse dude I don't know is it endangered yes. Oh, a mouse is endangered. Isn't that a good thing? <laughs> a tiny mouse with a long time backing a political giant. I'm just Googling it to find it for you. It's, uh, oh, he is very cute. Not $30 million cute. But that's minor. That's, that's, who cares? Anyway, it's tax breaks for the rich. Explain it, John, because uh, that would mean me. I want to know how I can, yeah. I want to know how I can benefit. Okay, hang on. Billionaire Paul Allen is, I'm going to read it. Billionaire, now I can't read. (laughs) Billionaire Paul Allen is a Microsoft co-founder, the owner of the the NFL Seattle Seahawks and the owner of the Portland Trailblazers. And thanks to the stimulus bill, President Obama signed this week, he's about to be as much as a billion dollars richer. Here's how. Allen owns a majority stake in cable provider Charter Communications. Charter Communications this month said it would reduce its debt load by $8 billion and enter Chapter 11. How can you not make money with a cable company? <laughs> Normally, partners at a firm like Charter would have to pay taxes on the amount of the debt forgiven in this process, which, in a, which is, in a sense, a one-time income windfall. Tax law calls it a deemed distribution. But under the new bill, companies like Charter Communications will be able to avoid paying taxes on forgiven debt until 2014. Even then, Paul will have until 2018 to pay it off completely. Paul owns about half of Charter, so a share is uh, so a share of Charter Communications' eight billion debt forgiveness is around four billion at a tax rate of 25 percent. Allen could avoid paying as much as one billion in taxes until 2014. Tax expert Robin Williams told the Wall Street Journal. But that means you have to make money first, right? What do you mean? Well, you don't pay taxes if you don't make, you don't pay corporate taxes if you don't make money. Well, you don't pay, yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, yeah. Right, but but this is, but he is making money on this deal. Oh, okay, because you said, how do you not make money with a cable company? Oh, how do you not make money with a cable company? Well, that's what I'd like to know. I don't know how you don't make money with a cable company. Well, is he making money or not? No, he's not. Well, I don't know if he's making money. I'm just saying that they're they're going bankrupt. It doesn't mean he's not making money. Mm. I mean, all these companies go bankrupt left and right, and guys are taking home tons. The point is, it's a tax break for the rich. Well, there's certainly a lot in there. 
Um, and I've, you know, I've been trying to, f- it's, it's difficult because people talk about all these different stimuli packagey and you get confused after a while, you know, what's, what's going where. Right. And, uh, I was, well, there's a, so I was quite amazed by this $75 billion homeowner affordability and stability plan, which was announced in, uh, in Denver, right? Right after he signed uh, the stimulus package. Yeah, I thought it was announced before that. Well, so here's the thing. So, so I'm, I'm going to recovery.gov a lot because I want to find out how it's being spent. And, of course, there's no mention of the $75 billion. I delve a little bit deeper. This is, and I'm not quite sure how this works, but the $75 billion is apparently coming out of the initial Freddie, uh, Freddie Mae Fannie Mac bailout. And by increasing the money they received by $200 billion, hmm. which I, I guess, uh, I mean, it's hard to read these bills. I guess they can do that. But I really don't understand even if it's going to cost any money at all because I've looked at this, to, you know, because the, the idea is a certain percentage of American homeowners uh, will get a break. But the break, it, it, it's, it seems like phantom money. you got to go figure. Because every example they give, you know, if you go to whitehouse.gov and they send you over to treasury.gov and, you know, there you can finally find something. It's all very transparent as long as you're willing to search long enough. So if, if you have, uh, basically what it, what the, uh, what this housing bailout does is it lowers your monthly payment, yet it, it, um, it's basically everyone gets a refinancing. So they have an, have an example here. Your existing mortgage, you have a balance of $199,584 with 27 years remaining at a 6.5 interest rate. Your monthly payment is $1,308. After the plan, if you qualify... How do you qualify? Do you know? Oh, oh yeah. There's, there's a whole... They don't have a handy little calculator, but there's a, there's a whole bunch of rules. It's like the house can't be more than $400,000 over its multiple family dwelling, $750,000. There's a whole, there's a, you know, if you're up to 105% equity, oh, there's, a, there's a couple of things. I don't think a lot of people will qualify. Um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. C- certainly not the people that are really going to get hurt the most, but uh, for, uh, well, this is, you know, this is Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, so this is subprime mortgages. So anyway, so after you get helped by this plan, the balance is now $203,575. You have 30 years to repay it. Your interest rate goes from 6.5 to 5.16, therefore reducing your monthly payment by uh, $196. But basically, it, it's a refi. You're paying back more <laughs> at a lower <laughs> so, rate. And every single example has that. So here's, You can do that now. Well, if the banks... So basically, they're forcing Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to do that, but I don't, I don't see where it, it costs any money. So here's example B. Uh, well, that's because these people aren't rich. Right. But they're getting the screwed. It's a benefit the riches for the bankers, and now Paul Allen, he gets a billion dollars well, but, but, in tax but, breaks. But, but, but it's, it's crazy because you know, they could lower the interest right now. Just say, hey, you know what, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, you're at 6.5% now. Just lower it to 5.16. Done. No, yeah, and recalculate. And, yeah, but instead of that, they're saying, "Oh, yeah, okay, we'll do that." That would but, be a direct benefit, a direct exactly, benefit to the public. Exactly. This so, is a deficit to the public because you're paying more for your house. You just have lower monthly payments. So it's right, which is what the scam was to begin with. It is unbelievable. 
Every single mm. example is that. So I don't understand how it's going to cost any money. But the uh, the American public, because you know, this is, well, not, I'm sorry, not the American public, the Twittering American public, which I think is still smaller than many believe. I don't think it's, it's, it's big, but not humongous big. It's, it, once the celebrities got into it, it could change things really fast. Yeah, but still, you know, if I look at TwitScoop, you know, when, when, when something's really hot, it's still only like 30, 30 tweets a minute. That constitutes a very hot topic. So maybe that's not, yeah, no, may, I, they have charts. You can see it. Um, but, but what's so disappointing is that just like many other promises that were made, people are you know saying, Hey, shut up, Curry. You know, at least it's transparency. Go to recovery.gov. And I go to recovery.gov. There's, there's no information there. It just, it just, it just tells you what, what they're going to do, but there's no, you know, there's nothing there yet. I was looking for the 75 billion, nothing. And uh, I think people just believe that, oh, yeah, the recovery.gov. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's, uh, well, that's transparency right there. And they just, and <laughs> just, just like Stewie. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to stop him. <laughs> Carl Rove wrote an awesome, and, and, and I don't give a shit about Rove. I know you follow him, but he wrote an awesome uh, op-ed in um, the Wall Street Journal yesterday. Have you seen it? No. So uh, his uh, what's the title? Is the administration winging it? I like that very much. Wing it. <laughs> but he but That's he good... but he latches on to something that we've been talking about. He says, um, oh, "Go away." Team Obama was winging it when they declared the stimulus would quote save or create two point five million, then three million, then three point seven million, and then four million new jobs. These were arbitrary and erratic numbers, and they knew there's no way to count saved jobs. Thank you. Finally, someone says it. Finally. And then he goes I'm surprised. Up. How come the media doesn't chime because in? Because they're, they're hypnotized. They're hypnotized. That's why. And if you go to recovery.gov, they have a little map of, you know, that shows how many jobs are going to be saved or created, and you roll over the map, and it says 40,000 jobs saved or created. <laughs> it's like, give me a break. So, so uh, no, no big fan of uh, of Carl Rove. I can't stand. You know, the more you talk about this, the more it makes me itch. Well, it's angering. It really is that the media is not calling out and just saying on the public. You know, they don't. You know, well, yeah, and then now the latest thing is here's a, the latest thing you run into constantly is the guy's only been on, in office for three. Yeah, weeks. Give, give him a him break, a man. Give him a break. Well, let me <laughs> let me tell you. I, 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 uh, I didn't have enough time to, to find the audio, but I was looking for the um, the speech that Obama gave where he says, no lobbyists, that's not going to happen in my, and the crowd is going wild, you know, it's not going to happen in my administration, uh, you'll have five days before any bill gets out there, and like, pff, fail, that didn't happen, we didn't get to see any bill for five days. And he and he took an extra day of vacation, you know, so he, he, it easily could have been put up online. But I did take the liberty of uh, putting together a list of uh, lobbyists in the Obama administration. You ready? Uh oh, <laughs> you got a minute? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Eric Holder, Attorney General, registered on behalf of Global Crossing. Tom Vilsack, Secretary of Agriculture. Uh, Does that name ring a bell? 
No, he's Monsanto. He Monsanto, we talked about oh, that. Oh, Monsanto. And of he's Secretary of Agriculture. Registered oh, to lobby well, as recently. Have all the vegans out there, they're going to love that. Registered to lobby as recently as last year on behalf of the National Education Association. William Lynn, Deputy Defense Secretary, registered to lobby as recently as last year for Raytheon. William Corr, Deputy Health and Human Services Secretary, registered to lobby for the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids. And, and I'm against that. We should be pushing tobacco on kids. David Hayes, Deputy Interior Secretary, lobbyist for San Diego Gas and Electric. Mark Patterson, Chief of Staff. Now you to- must, you, wait, hold on a second. You're reading a list of lobbyists. These aren't people that are actually in the administration. Yes, they're in the administration. What do you mean they're no, not they in the administration? Because they said right off the bat there's not going to be a bunch of lobbyists <laughs> all over the place. Oh, I'm sorry. You're being facetious. It took me a second. I had to bite. I'll give you a couple more. Uh, Chief hmm. of Staff to, to Treasury Secretary Timothy Geithner was uh, registered to lobby for oh, Goldman Sachs. Ron Klain, Chief of Staff to Vice President Joe Biden, registered to lobby for asbestos resolution, U.S. Airways. Interesting. U.S. Airways. Airborne Express and drug maker Imclone. Uh, that's Martha Stewart's uh, company, isn't it? Imclone? Yeah, Imclone. Mm-hmm. Boy, it's a small world. Mona Sutphin, Deputy White House Chief of Staff, registered to lobby for Anglis International. Melody Barnes, Domestic Policy Counselor. The list goes on and on and on and on. Oh, I, I don't know why you stopped. <laughs> I can't. It's, it's, too, it's too depressing. And, and, and there's not a... Is the media really controlled, John? I mean... The only They're thing I, stupid. It must. Well, there's also. Remember, I was in corporate media with Viacom at MTV, and it was kind of the same thing. You did not say anything bad about any Warner Brothers act uh, when the MTV Music Awards were coming up, because then you could know that Madonna wouldn't perform. You know, and and so this was a, a very cultural thing. In fact, you couldn't make jokes about artists ever. <laughs> Ever. Madonna would, hey, screw you guys. <laughs> that's, well, that's exactly you how it like used to work. You like my hair? Well, shove it. It's <laughs> exactly how it used to work, man. Exactly how it used to work. And so well, that's the, the way same it works thing. in all corporate media. I mean, people will say, well, you know, you guys are just, you know, they always say, well, you know, you guys don't say anything bad about these guys or that guys because they're advertisers. No, nah, it's not true. But there's, there is a tendency to uh, be circumspect. In certain situations, especially like if you go after your own properties, uh, right. I mean, it's always funny to see some meta gags on uh, The Simpsons or uh, Family Guy. Hmm. Or I remember this one episode, of The Family Guy, where uh, Peter says, "You know, they, 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 they first it starts off. It's actually a good clip." He says, you know, I don't understand why there's so much violence on TV. Why doesn't the government step in and tell us what to watch? <laughs> and then he says, and, and then they have to blame the networks. These networks, why do they put this garbage on the air? And then Lois says, Peter, Peter, don't, you shouldn't be talking about the network. He says, what? Why? Why can't I talk about the network? What are they going to do? Cut our budget? <laughs> and then he says, I'm going to go get a beer. And then they just have him as kind of a, uh, a solid drawing that just kind of bops back and forth unmoving into the kitchen, uh-huh. you know, where there's, there's, in other words, there's no animation at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, they froze. But him. that's a fact. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, People have to get used to that. Part of the uh, stimulus bill is uh, there's a lot of money going to Acorn. Have you found that yet in the stimulus no, bill? No, I can't. But I don't believe it's true because it looks corrupt. Didn't he? Wasn't he once with Acorn, and now yeah. he's just giving them money? 
Yeah, it's uh, hold on, stimulus. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were they were getting like a lot of money. Huh. Um. Well, I yeah, think this will come out. Four point one billion. The acorn. Four, what? Yeah. Four point one billion. Yes. To a community organizing company. Yes. Wow, man, we're in the wrong business. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> you think? What's interesting is that Acorn today announced something. They announced uh, a new tactic, civil disobedience. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure how you can take money from the government. Here it is. Here's the press release. February 19th, ACORN members will launch a new tactic in fighting foreclosures, civil disobedience. Participants in the ACORN Home Savers campaign nationwide will simply refuse to move out of foreclosed homes, or in some cases will move back in. ACORN homesteaders intend to squat in their homes until a comprehensive federal solution for people facing foreclosure is put into place. I guess the $75 billion wasn't enough for them then. crazy it's it's that's great i mean that's biting the biting the hand that feeds you that's why i admire that well i don't know if it's biting the hand that feeds you or, or taking directions at, at this point um yeah i know you're more skeptical i'm very scared i'm very very scared listen i'm sorry i apologize i shouldn't say that um it seems like it's like it's all on purpose <laughs> Like, well, it could be. I mean, you might be right. It might be like, okay, here's your seventy-five billion, or how many billion? That four billion, whatever they 4. get. Four point one, yeah. Four point one billion here. Now, here's what we want you to do. We want you to make a big stink about these foreclosures, so we can enact some other, you know, socialist, fascist, you know, government control thing. So just do your thing. Knock yourself out. Very possible. We, we promise we won't beat anybody up too badly. Yeah, we'll only tase you. Don't worry. Um, eh, maybe could be. Meanwhile, there's a new actor on the scene in the White House. Uh, Peter Orzag. Orzag. There you go. O R S Z A G. And uh, this guy is in charge of the $75 billion uh, program. Wait a minute. Uh, maybe he's in charge of the stimulus package. No, I'm sorry. He's in charge of the stimulus package. He's the guy in the White House who was going to. Um, he's the budget director. Okay, so it's his. It's right there on on WhiteHouse.gov. It's a news item, no less. Hold on, let me find it. The news item's even funnier. Wait until you hear about this guy. Hey, people out there, you know, now that we've got you hypnotized, and I know you're paying attention. Uh, when when they announce a name, Google it. It's kind of fun. It's a fun little game. Press releases. I love WhiteHouse.gov. Press releases. Um, maybe it's under the blog. Anyway, let me tell you about this guy. Israeli, by the way, which uh, kind of fits with uh, Rahm Emanuel. Oh, yeah. He's going to bring in a bunch of his pals from Israel. So this guy, <laughs> besides being an advisor to Rahm Emanuel and Bill Clinton on NAFTA, he was recently... Advisor to the Central Bank of Iceland. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Is that a the only bankrupt what? country in the world? <laughs> <laughs> it killed me that when I saw rich. that. Isn't that fantastic? 
how can people how can the people out there the uh, pundits columns everybody else let this 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 is gold of course it's just gold. slide right by them <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing it's gold yeah yeah we need a TV station, John. No, we don't. We just need to turn on. Well, we don't. Fuck it. We don't need that. We're doing fine as is. It's hilarious. Isn't that great? Oh, that's a kick. That that's a that's a ten. You you. That's the topper. We can close the show. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We'll be here next week. <laughs> I've been telling you. Yeah, that's great. This is like the old thing go. that happens in professional sports where they get you know one loser after another. This is like a club. You know, yeah, well, he bankrupted the whole guy. Ah, bring him in. We need, you know, he's a good guy. He likes to, you know, he's, he's like scotch. We're scotch drinkers. Let's bring him in. You know, he's a good guy. Here it is. Setting the bar high. Just looking. Setting this, the bar high. This is, yeah, this, yeah, is, this is, yeah, is from the White the House. bar where they drink the scotch. <laughs> this is from the White House blog. Just looking at recovery.gov, it might not be immediately clear what an enormous undertaking it will be to ensure the transparency and accountability that the president expects will be upheld. It's going to require an unprecedented level of vigilance, a fundamental shift in the way the federal government spends your tax dollars. From the Oval Office down to every department and agency wine, uh, awarding funds from the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act. That is why Peter Orzag, the director of the Office of Management and Budget, has sent a memo to the heads of those departments and agencies explaining what's expected of them and offering advice for how to meet those high standards. It's only, it's only five points if you want to hear them. Jeez, keep going. Is that it? Now, funds are awarded and distributed in a prompt, fair, and reasonable manner. Whenever you see the word reasonable in a in a in a directive or a contract, run. Reasonable yeah. is like that's the stuff lawsuits are made of. The recipients and uses of all funds are transparent to the public, like Stewie. And the public benefits of these funds are reported clearly, accurately, and in a timely manner. Funds are used for authorized purposes, and instances of fraud, waste, error, and abuse are mitigated. Mitigated? What does that mean? It means it's resolved uh, in some way uh, instantly. Hmm. Fun Let's read it I again. Think. Funds are used for authorized purposes, and instances of fraud, waste, error, and abuse are mitigated. Yeah, it means they're fixed. Hmm. Somehow. Anyway. That's it's just is written by some Lindsay Nagel character, some person that's a cartoon. It's a blogger because it's on the White House blog. But anyway, I just it thought sounds that, like it's written by a public relations person, if you ask me. Well, that's what the, isn't that what the White House blog is all about? I'm just saying, it's not written by a blogger. Funny though, huh? That he was the advising advisor to the Central Bank of Iceland. Yeah, that's a CV you want. <laughs> That's the entry. I think he would have suppressed that. Oh. I guess they got to the point where they don't have to, you know, they got all these lobbyists, like tons of them, and they just list them, and they're totally transparent. Uh, and they figure it goes like this. It's like, you know, you see, yeah, I, I robbed you the other day. Oh, whatever. Uh, I mean, it's like apparently they've decided, and I think there's some, some rationale for this, that the public is so stupid and gullible that you can tell them anything and you just you, you throw some other, you know, so you, you just sugarcoat it in some way and, uh, and deny stuff. You know, like the the character in the in the Monty Python movie had his arms chopped off, it's just a flesh wound <laughs> from the piano and, that uh, closed on his hands. <laughs> and you and you just and the public say, okay, whatever. You know, no, they said he's not going to have any lobbyists. Hey, wait a minute, so wait, 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 w
CNBC has like some kind of flash bulletin. Hold on, let's see what this is. Oh, yeah, it's supposed to. Uh... That's kind of creepy. That's from uh, GP fourteen seventy seven. Here, let's listen in. Let's see if we can uh, see anything. That was fighting it. It says revolting right now. Inventories have crashed. The inventory problem, according to the California realtors in 2008, has come down substantially, and the selling time for home sales has shrunk. In other words, free markets will solve this problem in ways that this mortgage subsidy will not. That's my point. There are states. Nah, Cudlow. I don't know. Cudlow. Let's yeah. Cudlow. Yeah. So um, well, I don't see no. no big, I don't see. I don't see no big revolt. Uh, you know, CNBC is a little bit on the um, well. They had a sensationalistic great... side. I mean, that's just one step away. I mean, they I, they I, they actually feel threatened by Fox. I think. Well, I'm but not but, sure the, but CNBC is uh, is pretty much the the e entertainment of Wall Street. You know, so e entertainment, uh, the e channel, is pretty much the what everyone has to be watching in show business. You know, every executive office you come into, it's on, and 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 CNBC is on continuously all across the trading floor. They've got the sub the the subtitle, oh, yeah. the closed captions on. Yesterday, though, they had a great piece of news, which really hasn't made much of the uh, of the mainstream press, but um, partners at Goldman Sachs are now having to borrow tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars because they got margin calls against uh, stock that they've borrowed against. Oh. And this is bad. <laughs> this is this is the stuff that uh, bad days are made of when you get margin well, call on your, own, on your own company stock. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good thing for them. No. Uh, well, that's good about the I did, that the inventory is dropping in California. I can get out of this miserable state. Did this you, place is going under. Did you see Bernanke by any chance yesterday? No. It was un, it was unwatchable. He came out and he, he did this. Oh, whole, the guy. I think he's he's loaded. In which way? As in drunk loaded? Well, well, he's, you be the judge. He started off and it, it and you know so the press is so gullible. They just and they're laughing all the time. They laugh at these press conferences. You know, and by the way, you know, the guy sometimes makes a funny joke, just like Obama, you know, there's there's, there's always some humor, but the press corps is always so ready to go. <laughs> That's so funny. So Bernanke comes out, he says, you know, it's a really bad situation and I just want you to know that even my family home that I grew up in has been foreclosed on. I'm like, this guy's a billionaire. A billionaire. And the press goes, whoa, 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 whoa. a billionaire. And he has the audacity to say that. Uh, oh, my, the audacity my, of hope. Yes. My, my, well, in his case, it would be the audacity of dope. <laughs> my family home has been foreclosed on. Jeez. Yeah. Ah, disgusting. I think you're getting a little too into this. Well, I, you're right. Because what I see it happening, you know. So, how do we distract attention away from the real news? So, one way is to say, "Hey, we found another Madoff." They because the, the press loves it. That's all the press will oh, talk they, about. They love, is, and this new Madoff, by the way, is a million times better than the old Madoff. Well, of course, because it involves the first Madoff involves... had no drama. He basically <laughs> got caught, gave everybody the finger, yeah. moved into his Park Avenue <laughs> and apartment, and which is huge. <laughs> And he's living it up. He never. He was seventy years old. He didn't go out much anyway. This guy at least ran away. You know that's kind of cool. I well, like you that. Know the latest, right? What's that? He was under investigation by the FBI for drugs. And he got pissed. 
Yeah, maybe a money laundering operation. They got pissed off at the SEC for busting him because they were surveilling him, I guess, trying to catch them. One of the most violent of the Mexican drug cartels. Does this not prove my point, which we've discussed on this program many times, that Wall Street is nothing more than a laundering operation for drug money? I mean, here's the proof right there. And let me ask you this. Who broke this story? Where did this story come from all of a sudden? Because apparently the, the, the guy's attorneys for Stanford... Um, went to the uh, SEC last year, so that could be December, but I think it was around November. So they were well, sitting actually, on this. No, no, it was the, he was first being looked at in 2007. Yeah, for the drugs, but not by the SEC. Oh, for the drugs, right. Right, right. But the SEC was sitting on this information as well, and now all of a sudden it's it's breaking news, and there's a lot of stuff happening, which I believe is meant to cover it up, but wh- who broke the story? Where did it come from? Why is it all of a sudden news? Well, that's a good question because these things seem to be leaked out in some sort of a, 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 a concerted effort. Now, I knew about this because Horowitz and I had talked about it on our podcast uh, before it broke because he has a friend working there. Mm. Who, by the way, he said he did have this friend uh, who's working there, had to call him back like a couple of days ago and, and describe the scene where the feds come plowing into the office, you know, basically kicking down the doors, pulling out all the plugs of all the computers, you know, rounding everybody up and telling him to get the hell out. He <laughs> says, which was very unnerving. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, well, that's definitely one of the t- – for the financial pe- folks, this has got to be one of the more interesting things. The guy's taken off. He's tried to get out of the country. He uh, apparently tried to rent a jet, you know, a private plane. Hel- I heard a helicopter. A- I heard he tried to uh, to rent a helicopter, and his credit well, card needed- was denied. I didn't hear about the helicopter, but I know about the jet where he's trying to fly to Antigua, which doesn't make any sense if you think about it because they're going to kill him when he gets there. Yeah. I mean, the soccer or the cricket, cricket team that he owns will kill him. Well, now, now this is why it's big news over here in the UK because of the uh, the cricket team sponsorship. And this guy is a sir. He was, you know, they literally carried this guy around, you know, idolized. And on on Dvorak dot org slash blog, I saw a great story and accompanying video. You should go there and take a look at it. Of uh, of uh, of this guy hugging Nancy Pelosi and Bill Clinton, you know, of course Bill Clinton, I believe the biggest drug trafficker in our history. Just uh, go look up Mena, Arkansas, and you'll learn more. And, yeah, he was pimping him out. I mean, it's disgusting, disgusting. It's it's just more proof for me that this the whole thing is the whole thing is a fractal. So anyway, so apparently he went to get this jet, and I guess he threw down his American Express black, <laughs> and which they, is and a classic they, and they declined car I own. It, and it got declined. Yeah, <laughs> which is not supposed to be possible. That's funny. If you have an American Express black, which by the way, for anybody out there, you have to have some. You have to be invited. You have to have. You have to have a, like a million dollar a year income or more, or something. And then you have to have, and you have to pay. I think the fee is ten thousand dollars a year, just to have the card. Mm, yeah, which is like, why would you have this? What is the point? What's wrong with the green card? It works. Yeah, nothing. It's, uh, it's so, uh, that's how guys get laid. Whip hey, out the black card. Black card. Yeah. yeah. Well, the dumb, the dummies that you know that they probably get laid by. They don't know what a black card. Or I guess the gold diggers would know what it is. Yeah, you would get laid by them. So the. So anyway. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
So anyway, it seems to me that the the whole the guy's now. I figured he's you know rigged up every you know he's got his uh, he had his war chest. He probably has a you know half a million in cash. They grab put in a you know in a in a Chevy Capri and drove across the border. You know who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. They'll track him down. Of course they will. And they'll make a big deal out of it, and uh, and he'll wind up in Paraguay with uh, Ken Lay from Enron, who, of course, is not really dead. I, You know, I, you, it's funny you should say that, because I've always been suspicious about Ken Lay actually being dead. No, he's, I, I don't believe he's dead. Where was the funeral? Was it a huge thing, and did everyone come out, or were people protesting? What happened? He just he got a heart attack, he died in his sleep, or, or on his way, or, you know, it's not like it was a public collapse. No, I, I, I think they protected him. Well, he had enough money. Well, he was I George mean, Bush's best friend. I mean, he flew on the, his whole yeah, Bush's he, whole campaign. He flew him on out his of jet. The country in some way, yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I mean, I'm not saying that. Hold on one know. second, John. Hold on one second. Hold on. Hey, babe. Hello. Hello. Oh, okay. My wife just landed. She wants to call and say she landed. No. Sorry about that. I'll put it on silent. Was she in an airplane? And I think she was in the car. I hope she was in the car. Let me just tell her. Okay. So, um, yeah, no, the Ken Lay things I've always been suspicious of. I, in fact, I was thinking of doing a novel about about uh, something like that where the guy's uh, living in some Costa Rica or, or, you know, you could probably do it in Paraguay. Uruguay, I mean, a lot of the Nazis went to Uruguay. Well, Paraguay. That's where that's where Bush. That's where Bush has all that property. You know, that's why he's there. He's hiding out, man. He could be sitting. You know, Ken Lay. If you Ken Lay was down watching the Bush property uh, in Paraguay, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the aquifer, and he was like the, the, yeah, the he was the sitting in that house. Yeah. Who would care or know who he was or anything? No. Nobody. Nobody. No. You know, and all he has to do is grow a beard. So this is this is where my my theory comes in that. Um. Obama is, well, you know, I believe he's an actor, but this whole administration is Clinton Bush people. So they're, they're you know, including Hillary. So they're, they're still in, in the game. You know, it's, it's just a, a new guy and he's not in the White House. He's traveling around. He's all over the place. He's, he's still campaigning, giving great speeches, does fantastic job, makes everybody feel good. And I just got to presume he, he's either Manchurian or, or he really doesn't know. Because he, he really, really pulls it off. And I, it's like he does believe that what he's doing is good. Well, he's a cu- cool as a cucumber. Although I, I had to laugh at a... Uh, he, it, W-R-E-A-K, reek. Is that reek? As in reeking havoc? W-R-E-A-K? Yeah, reek. Reek, reeking is reeking havoc, I think, is maybe. But do you pronounce it that way? Reek? R-E-E-K. But you pronounce it reek? I think so. I don't think that, yeah. He must because the uh, Obama's speech, uh, he misread it, and he said, wrecking havoc. And I thought oh, it was kind of funny. Right. And an, an A or an E could easily look like a C. So I think. Yeah, no, he, if you're reading from a prompter. Yeah, it's easy to, to mispronounce you that. Could, you could make that mistake easy unless you practiced, <laughs> unless you practiced it. He probably, he's probably starting to have to cold read because he's so busy. This will be interesting. As anyone who's ever worked on a prompter knows. Cold reading is, uh, it, it, you got to work it for a while, baby, before you could do that perfectly. It's tough. 
Yeah, because you have to actually it's, – it's an interesting trick, and it's not easy to, to, to get to it. I mean it takes years, and he's not going to have enough time. And one of the problems is you have to actually – as you're reading the word, you have to, re, you have to pre-read the word ahead and then uh, make sense of it so, you're, so your uh, cadence is correct. And then uh, that's why you find a lot of uh, professional announcers, have, they've developed a strange cadence. They all have the same one. It's like it's a da 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 da. It's a da 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 da. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Because the cadence. The, yep. you need this certain kind of a pace. Because if you screw up, it doesn't sound that bad. Exactly, exactly. If you have like long pauses, uh, it just sounds it sounds like that as if that's the way you talk. Uh, and uh, yeah, you could say wrecking havoc. Wrecking havoc. There'll be some other gaffes then. Oh yeah, those will be recordable. From uh, Gitmo Nation East, I'm incensed about this. Um, so you recall that uh, there was, and there's a whole backstory to this, which I won't get into, but there were uh, seven or eight um, so-called radical Muslims who were going to mix up explosives on the airplane and uh, bring down multiple jetliners headed towards the United States. And, uh, of course, this plot, this evil plot was foiled. And uh, on the heels of it, now worldwide, you have to put all your liquids into a little baggie, no more than 100 milliliters, and you have to you know, do all, jump through all kinds of hoops, and it's a real pain in the ass. So last year, these guys were basically exonerated because the jury could not convict them of, um, of any, even an intent they did have uh, chemicals, but they could not convict them of mixing stuff up. They did not have plane tickets. Most of them didn't have passports. So, <laughs> no plane tickets. Yes, yeah, true. So they so they dismissed them. And now, all of a sudden, out of the blue, and the press is doing nothing about it. The BBC is, is the worst. So the jury in the trial of eight men accused of conspiring to murder by blowing up transatlantic airliners has been discharged for, quote, legal reasons. Legal reasons. What? Could you elaborate on the legal reasons, please? It is not yet known why the judge, Mr. Justice Enriquez, took his decision to discharge the jury. So it's like, hey, we we didn't we didn't get him this time to prove that you have to be our slaves and put all your liquids into a frickin' baggie. We're gonna just do over, and we're just gonna dismiss the jury for legal reasons. This outrage. And people don't even remember that this 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 case was already tried. <laughs> they couldn't convict him, and they just do it all over again. And and the media just sits there, go, oh, legal reasons. It's legal reasons. So, oh, it's, of course, it's legal reasons. You know, why even listen to legal reasons? Just just the makes Dow me. Dow just hit seventy four ninety nine. Adam Curry. John C. Dvorak. The Dow just hit 74. Agenda. The Dow just hit 74.99. Jury dismissed for legal reasons. This is no agenda. <laughs> Sounds good, doesn't it? So you it's up. You probably, there's probably nothing wrong with that. Is it, so is the Dow up or down? It's down. Uh, what was it again? 77? No. 74.98 <gasps> now. Remember, I called 72.86. 72.86 by February 14th. I came so close. It'll go down. It, it'll it'll go down even well, beyond that. if it that. cracks, if it if it does, if you do now, it's done this dipsy do once before. Now the way it did it, the fractal is that it should go down maybe another hundred points and then rebound tremendously, or 
it falls through the floor, and then we have a new floor, which I don't like the idea of because I recalled the, the the bottom on November 20th, and I'm not the only one who did that, So, but it will be embarrassing. That's okay. It's like the stock market. You know, yeah, yeah, I missed it. Nobody gets it right, so what difference does it make? It's all bullshit. Have you seen gold? Gold's up. Yeah. It's, uh, tipping, it's just ticking $1,000 an ounce now. Yeah, I know. So I, I, heard, I talked to a lot of people who say, oh, you know, gold's too high. I think I'm going to short it. And I'm thinking, well, no, I, don't I don't think so. Great. I don't think so. That may not be a but, good idea. Uh, so, uh, well, let me go into some since you mentioned Hillary being in the administration, which oh, you know, yes. they showed her floating around. And I thought it was going to be a controversy putting her in because, you know, the connection between her and that Clinton library is still something that, you know, I think the Republicans were hoping she was going to get nominated so they could start digging into this thing. The Clinton Library, which is funded by unknown people, <laughs> and and the fact that I think Clinton is worth like $100 million all of a sudden or something like that, supposedly from his speeches. <laughs> well, it, that's, that's very possible. Does sense to anybody? He makes, uh, he, he does about, I think it's 250000 per speech. And then, uh, yeah, it's like 200, it may have gone up a little bit. Yeah. Well, well here's what I'm thinking. So it's possible. What kind of corrupt system do we have when it, I don't care if the guy's, he's not president anymore and fine, he can go out and make some money. But the fact is, is what kind of deals can you do while you're in office to avoid the, the uh, Spiro Agnew effect where they, you know, you actually asked people to bring a bucket full of money into your office so you could put it under the desk. Apparently, you know, Nixon had a, pot full of money that somebody brought yeah, him it's black to. bagging it's uh, economic black hitman bagging. tactics that's black word. bagging yeah. so instead again because you can get caught doing that because yeah. there's always somebody suspicious but you do these deals you say yeah i don't know once i'm out of office i don't know maybe if I, somebody booked me about five let's see uh let's see in your case i'd say if i got booked five speeches uh let's see one at 500 and the rest at 250 now nah, that would make up for it <laughs> And oh, by the way, I have this library. Yeah, and, you know, exactly. It, 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 it's just, that's really closed off, you know. And but there's do, it's looking for donations, if you yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah. Donations. You know what I'm saying? Donations. Yeah. Hello. Hello, donations. It's a, so it's a tax deductible donation, no less. Well, it's, it's coming from you know the Saudi, the Saudis. They don't need the tax deduction. But uh, I mean, so they think that most of the library money is from. So the, the real the real scandal. I'm looking for the link. You don't think that's a scandal? What I just described? No, no, that's peanuts. That's peanuts. Do you realize that over 150 billion dollars that was sent in cash to Iraq is unaccounted for? Is gone? Oh, oh yeah. 150. I didn't know it was that. That was only 50 billion or just less. Oh, oh, who's counting? And you see all these pictures if you Google cash. Iraq, you see all these pictures of pallets full of dough. Yeah, pallets of money. And and you know, and, and soldiers taking uh, pictures and laughing and stuff, which, of course, I, I do the same thing, obviously. But I've been hearing for a long time rumors about senior, <clears throat> senior um, officers getting huge payoffs. And I, I witnessed some of, not, not the payoff bit, but when I was in Iraq, I, I saw how this worked. I mean, it's literally, there's a huge pallet of money that comes in and there's a guy who sits behind a desk and people come in you know the locals and uh, and they, they're given dollars and then uh, for whatever purposes of you know whatever is determined right they, they get a, a fistful of dollars and they walk out and the, the money's just sitting there i mean how of course how can this not be used for all kinds of 
inappropriate reasons. I think that's that's the scandal, man. That's the big scandal. That's why we're broke over here. Here it we're is. just shipping our money to Iraq and giving it away. What kind of what kind of thinking is this? It's uh, frightening. Why don't they ship us the money? I wouldn't mind walk. I stand in line. If guy hands me a pot full of hundreds, you know, here's a, here's, here's a, you know, have yourself here's because it's like, because you don't need to be paid off. You're not important enough. Yeah. They'll just Talking kill about you. That. They'll just suicide you. So we need to get more subscribers. We've gotten a hundred so far, and we really? need a thousand, and then we need ten thousand. Well, first of all, thank you everybody who's uh, supporting this show. Um, go to dvorak.org slash na to uh, to donate. Uh, we appreciate it, and the reason why is uh, our money will be gone just like yours. So we we need to save up a little bit because we'll need to buy bandwidth and all kinds of stuff. So we need uh, to get a thousand subscribers for starters, and we've got we're, we we might be able to do that in ten weeks. I, I wonder. And then it's two dollars. You know, it's a two dollar a month thing. We get to listen to the show twice. You get to listen to it anyway, free if you don't yeah. want to give us anything. Yeah, that's fine. And too. that's cool. And we're gonna and also next by uh, Sunday, I'll probably have a secondary thing because there's a bunch of guys that have written and saying, "Yeah, I don't like this idea. I just want to give you some money to, to just a one shot thing, like you know, twenty four dollars for the year." All right. And uh, so I'll set that up. Okay, that's cool. Now we'll take it any way you want. And I'll give set it up to a us. third one where someone just wants to give us money. You know, like uh, as in the Clinton Library. Yeah. So if somebody from Dubai, <laughs> can, can you put dvorak.org uh, slash library? Library. <laughs> it's so for the one. Somebody from Dubai you know, the, feels obliged. Yeah. We'll probably you know back off on our complaining. Although there's yeah. not much to complain. I got a guy in Dubai who just wrote me. By the way, I'm going to try to get him to be a correspondent. Well, Dubai for the blog. is screwed, though, man. <laughs> Dubai's got. So I'm so when I was in uh, Lisbon, I was hanging out with this guy from Dubai, and uh, he was telling me about the Palm. I mean, they got all these real estate developments that, and apparently, when they started some of these things, you can buy a house for three hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then they went up to like five, ten million dollars in value, and then they get crashed. They have a crash going on over there. Mm-hmm. He says, but the house is still worth like two million, and uh, even though it was up to ten, he says the place is completely insane. Hmm. Well, it's it's insane because um, there's no more money. I mean, oil has been below thirty four. It hit thirty three dollars and change yeah. the other day. It's been below thirty five dollars for weeks. I mean, the the oil producing nations are losing their shirts. Well, it's because they they budgeted wrong. It well, shouldn't be. Well, yeah, they budgeted you know somewhere between fifty and one hundred and fifty. And and from what I understand, it's got to be at least fifty bucks a barrel to make any money. Because it, it really is. No, that's not. If you talk to the Saudi guys, they say they get it out of the ground at two bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. Well, my understanding from a guy I know at a Halliburton company here uh, is that it's really on. It's, if you do it in the sea, it's that, about fifty fifty dollars a barrel, and uh, out of the ground about forty. That's bullshit because the, the historic price has always been twenty five, and the guys in Iran, the Rach Manajad, he says that they're budgeting for twenty five dollar oil. So that's not yeah, but it's the infrastructure. But it's the infrastructure, you know. It's and 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 everyone's uh, it, it's been bloated. You know, the whole if they started over maybe again, that maybe they have to get these high prices to pay for what they. And it's impossible up, to find talent. That's that's my guys are a, a recruiter trainer. And uh, he says, impossible. It's impossible to find talent. They're now getting idiots, and they're training him. 
And, you know, he, he, uh, he asked me all the time, you know, how, how do you make video conferencing work so that it'll actually be effective? You know, all the, because he's really trying to train idiot. He's an army guy. So he's just resorted to army training, you know, repetition, repetition. <laughs> and, I can't hear you. Yeah. So, huh? But, uh, Dubai, there's thousands of cars at the airport abandoned. Because in oh, Dubai, I oh yeah, to get a picture of that. Yeah, if because uh, in Dubai, if you don't pay your debts, like your house or your car payment, you go to jail. They don't just take the car away; they throw you in jail. This is a serious, serious shit. So all these, and they use a lot of contractors and freelancers. So all these people are just like bugging out, going to the airport, hopping on a flight, leaving their car there. There's thousands of cars at Dubai Airport with wow, the, with the keys in them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a country I want to mess around in. That'll be fun. Oh, it's not bad. I've been there. I've been there, too. It's not bad. Yeah, but you don't want to mess around with the law. Well, you don't want to mess around. I'm not talking about messing around. I think we should get one of those. I mean, they got to do something with those cars. It's called theft. It's called theft. They'll give you just no, a flesh wound. No, the, the country itself wound. will have to reclaim those cars. They're not going to leave them at the airport forever. And then they'll auction them off, and we should pick a couple up. There's probably a couple Mercedes. Who knows? There may be a Bugatti sitting at the airport. For I, all we know. I am so amazed by your priorities. <laughs> I need a new car. <laughs> yeah, now that I'll agree with. If we have anything <laughs> left over from the library fund, we'll we'll get you a car. We'll get you some new wheels. Oh boy. So anyway, what else? Well, underreported is the um this green comet. Uh-oh. So we're going to go we're going to go there already. Well, NASA reported uh, um, February 4th that, uh, and they have a picture of it. There's this like green comet that all of a sudden just appeared on uh, on everybody's radar. And uh, it's pretty spectacular. On Curry.com, I, I posted the picture. And, um, but, you know, the comet... Comics can do interesting things. It, it is, of course, approaching Earth. I don't want to see like, oh, we're going to get killed by a comet. But uh, an odd greenish backward flying comet is zipping by Earth this month. Why is it greenish? Because I mean, there are different, you know, salts. It's the, it's the gas. It, uh, it has, I believe, it has a gas field the size of Jupiter. So the gas is the gas itself, without it being excited by oxygen. Which is normally how you get these colors, right? You get some salt, you burn it, and it's oxygen, and it turns green. Right. That's how you get the, you know, the, the, you know, those little logs that have colors, colorful flames. You get green, red, blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is just green by itself. Well, huh. also, you know, people have been reporting. And what what is this backward green comp makes one time only? But what has it could be one time if it's going to go by? It's got to go around and around. I don't know, but this is. Uh, remember, we were talking about the uh, the British French sub collision, right? No, no, maybe we weren't talking about that. That um, just happened, but yeah, what about it? Well, there's a theory out there that um, this comet. You know, we have had some massive solar oh. winds recently, and some other things in this comet. You know, people are seeing debris green green flashes of light in the sky throughout the world 
Um, and that shit can, you know, particularly solar winds, that can disturb GPS and, uh, and other oh, yeah, types of navigation all kinds of problems. Well, that's an interesting theory that it, that's something. Well, no, those guys claim, of course, then again, who knows what really happened with those two subs bumping into each other. They said that they, they, they were supposed to do something. They both turned off all their sensors, and then they bumped into each other. What were they turning their sensors off for? It never made any sense to me. They were running, what was the point? They were running silent and deep. But what was the point? They were supposed to meet up or something? I mean, the whole story is kind of vague. That, of course, I don't know. But there's, uh, from all over Kentucky, green light in the sky. Um, let me see. That's a lot of Kentucky there. Interesting. Uh, some some object crashed through a house in New Jersey, a hot rock. The, I mean, this, this, the hot rock. Yeah, yeah. I was amused by that. that. <laughs> the size of a brick. And we put a hot it, we rock. blogged this. Some guys, yeah. some hot rock came from nowhere. <laughs> they said it was, and it dropped into the guy's house and, you know, wrecked his roof. And it was so too hot to touch for a while. And I'm thinking, it sounds like a meteor to me, but everybody that came and said, no, no, it was forged. It was like a piece of forged Yeah, it was like it was, yeah, uh, no, what do you call it? Um, cast iron. Yeah, cast iron. I'm sorry, not forged. That's right. different. Yeah, it was, it was a piece of cast iron, that hot cast iron that came plummeting down from God knows where. I don't know how that, I mean, comets are kind of like, or not comets, but uh, meteors have a kind of a cast iron quality often. I've looked at enough of them. Right, so that that would make sense because it, this is a, a meteor, and but if it was a meteor, it would have like it had an explosive effect when it hit, and it just, just kind of came clunking down. I don't know, meteor is doing that. Anyway, they the, come in pretty fast on Curry dot com. There's a, a link to the um, to the NASA. It's a NASA story. NASA reports this, so I'm sure it's there's got to be some truth there. Although you got to question some. everything. Uh, you probably yeah, like you NASA probably reports global warming too. Yeah, really. You probably blogged about the uh, stellar uh, Remington, former head of MI5 in the UK. Oh yeah, yeah but you can not blog. I didn't make a specific post. But I have a link to it. Right, warned. She's warned that the fear of terrorism is being exploited by the government to erode civil liberties and risk creating a police state. Creating one. This is like one of those save or create jokes. Come on. <laughs> it is a police state. Good honor, though, for coming out. We did blog the fact that it's now illegal to take pictures of policemen. Yeah, I know. Under the terrorism rule, Act 44 or whatever it is, a policeman can uh, can force you to uh, to stop taking pictures. It's not it's not necessary necessarily illegal, uh, and, but now they've just added to the uh, section 44. That if a if a police officer, it's not even a police officer, it can be a politician. Even it's anyone who's uh, who's an official within the government. Uh, they say stop taking pictures. You have to, or you can get arrested. So, pff, voila. Hmm. So, what do you think is a green comet? I mean, what? I don't know. Uh, is it maybe a publicity stunt for comet? <laughs> The, uh, the the detergent the the cleanser because it's in a green can. No, they they need a more viral videos to for for it to be a publicity stunt. That's see if I was working for I don't know who comments made by Procter and Gamble or I don't know it could be any, it could be any one of them, but I would be on that in a minute. The green comments come with a green comment and then have a can of you know, comet cleanser. I don't know what what they're thinking how they can let this go by. Speaking of gigs, we don't have, but there's a green aurora. Uh, I've seen a green areola. I mean, that's different. 
Charged particle motion in Earth's magnetosphere. And this is a green one. Some guy took a picture of it. Magneto stuff, man. There's all kinds of stuff going on. But no one talks about that. Isn't that that's interesting? At least, I mean, I'm not saying there's. Yeah, this could be distracting. You know, you're looking for stuff to distract people from the Obama, you know, handout to the rich. Mm, No, because it's not interesting. People aren't interested in that. They're interested in high drama. So you get this uh, Stanford guy. Uh, who has put up like $20 million a, a match, you know, the the million-dollar-a-man uh, match as prize money. Oh, this is his cricket thing. A uh, cricket, I'm sorry. And and you have to understand that, you know, most sports are sponsored by banks, banks, insurance companies, and telco. That's pretty much it. And now you've got the Aston Villa guys, the footballers, are not getting paid because the sponsors are pulling out left and right. You know, Formula One, sure, that's logical. It's the most expensive sport in the world. But now regular sport is going to go down the tubes, and it will reset a couple salaries as well, I'm sure, because this has just got to stop. Got to stop advertising. Tony Blair won a million-dollar prize for his global leadership. (laughs) He needs the money. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? That's how these guys do it. That's how they get their money. So, that yeah, you get it after the fact. You do your deals. You make your, you know, it's all quid pro quo. Everyone remembers. They keep a little book. And they say, okay, we how much? Blair is still down a million. How are we going to get it to him? <laughs> hey, I got an idea. Hey, Tony, we'll make you whole, man. Don't worry. We'll make you whole on the back end. Both in uh, the United Kingdom, in London, and in New York. Uh, governments are now um, hiring fired bankers. <laughs> the Treasury Department in the UK is literally hiring bankers who were fired to come and work for them. That's a, a making hole if I've ever seen one. Same in New York. It's all the same everywhere. And you blogged about this thing about the uh, in-car GPS charging by the mile. That's they've been pushing that for seven years in uh, in Europe, and it's going to happen. They've all, the, it's, I think it's 2011. It's going to start in the Netherlands, and uh, and everyone's up in arms about being charged for flushing the toilet. We went through that. Remember, I looked at my water bill, and they charged me you know x amount per hundred liter, hundred cubic whatever's coming in, and they charged me the exact same. Quantity for it going down, you pay a sewage charge. It's you, stupid. No, no, it's a ripoff. Well, it's a ripoff. Yeah, no, they just double the rates with some bogus excuse. You know, yeah. you see, if there's a water shortage or anything, you pay for usage. You don't pay for, you know, discharge. Nope. What are you supposed to do with this stuff? Yeah, you pay for it. If you drink it, you pee it out. I but, mean, it's but, always going to go into the toilet. But the the nasty thing is, is they have no, they're just saying, okay, what came out, we're going to charge you for that going down. But, you know, I, I make tea, I drink water, uh, use water for all kinds of purposes. It can never be the same as what came out of the tap. Yeah, never, unless you're just running the tap. And they don't have a meter on it. They tried to install one of those smart meters. I'm not responding. I don't want it. Oh, yeah. Avoid, like, the plague. Yeah. Like, uh, this is free. You get a new meter. It's really time for a new meter. I'm like, I'm not here. I am not responding to that. Well, unless you can find it. If you do enough research in advance, you can find someone who's hacked the meter. Uh, I got so much to do, man. Um, Just saying for people out there who want to save money. So here's what uh, 
here's what I think uh, the strategy is. <clears throat> I've been watching, uh, you know, so so now we have the the G20 who are meeting, and uh, they're, they're also all... known as the Drinking Club. <laughs> that Japanese guy was friend. I had to put him on MVO today. I love that guy. <clears throat> I've been in meetings like that. We've all been in meetings like that. Well, hi, what? <laughs> Particularly uh, consulting for Microsoft. Like, uh, the eyes kind of go into little slits there. What do you think, Adam? I think it's a fantastic idea. Uh, but it looks like uh, the global bank that they're pushing for, so the, the bank that will uh, run all of our banking and thus our political system, it uh, looks like the IMF is uh, sticking its head up along with oh, the, with the world. Would, they, they don't. This is a, this is their uh, ter- their turf. Yeah, this is what they do. The IMF and the World Bank, which are I think pretty much interconnected. And by the way, the World Bank makes sense because the name's already there. You've got the brand. You've got the uh, you've got the domain right, name. They managed to put out World Savings and Loan and the World Bank. Yep. And all these companies that were named World yep. here in the United States, they've been forced out. So we so the name is clear so for here, the website. So, so here's one. All they need to do is call it the New World Bank. I think that's a bit much because mm-hmm. the New World it sounds too much like New World Order. I think is that that Dude, term. Everybody's you know, using New World Order. Everybody is using it. Ahmadinejad used it the other day. He said we need a, a New World Order. <laughs> I thought he was supposed to be one of the bad guys. Well, what they talk about in in Iran when they talk about New World Order is not fully understood here. I read a sociological piece, which I kind of mistakenly did not make a copy of, but it was done by one of the top guys at at Tehran University, whatever the big school is there. And he was, and it, this was written Tehran about, State. It was. It was. It was we need something. a hoodie. We need a hoodie from Tehran State, everybody. They probably have them. I'm sure they do. They've got iPods. So, uh, I just got a hoodie from Richmond, Virginia, and I got one from Oklahoma. Anyway, the uh, and I credited them on the uh, Twitch. I don't have their names in front of me. Anyway, um, I'm trying to get one from Florida. One just came. Oh, never mind. I don't want to get on that. But anyway, this guy went on and on about how with the collapse of communism, he says there needs to be, you know, the, and he showed, you know, he had these diagrams about there has to be these conflicting worlds. Uh, and there's no reason why the Muslim world can't take the place of the communist world in this regard. And there's no reason it can't be led by Iran as the, as the, you know, the brains of the operation to, 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 you know, compete with the West, namely the United States being the brains of that operation. It was this long, long argument about how, how important it was to have these, these competing, you know, theories of life, basically. Uh, and theories of government and theories of how things ought to be uh, that keeps things in a kind of a, a tense, keeps things in a, in a in a kind of a flux. And he it went on and on. I thought it was very interesting. And it was all oriented toward the, the creation of a, a new world order, which replaced the the Russian communist Soviet Union with this Muslim Iranian centric, uh, you know, development or whatever, you know, or, or creation. And that was the New World Order in his mind. And when he says okay, New World Order, you. that's what he's talking about. Okay. Well, it's Gordon Brown definitely means something else when he's talking about it. I think there's a difference in their meaning. Interesting. I think. Let's hope. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I mean, uh, Iran might be a good place to go. I don't know about that. 
It's a great place. There's beautiful people. It's, a great it's place. modern. I'm not going to argue. I haven't been there. My wife has, but, but really? I don't know if it's a good place to go. Mm. Well, Paraguay's the answer. Paraguay. <laughs> yeah. Now I know for sure that's a good place to go if you want to be safe. If you want to hang out with cool people, and you know the only danger is you get nuked. Then Iran might not In be Paraguay. That bad. No, no, no. Uh, Iran. No, Paraguay's no. not going to get nuked. Of course not. Kansas suspends income tax refunds, may, may miss payroll. You know, these states, we talked about that briefly last week. I, I've looked into that a little bit more. It's, it's actually a very beautiful thing that's taking place. Um, the way the United States works, the federal government really works for the states. You know, when the original 13 colonies got together, um, you know, they, it, the, whole, the whole thing is an agreement between states, and states can pull out or they can invoke the Tenth Amendment and say, Hey, you know, that law or something you set up there, we're just going to ignore that, and, and you can't enforce that on us. And that's legal, I believe. Well, I know they're having a big battle about that here in California because uh, 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 medical marijuana is legal here, and uh, they've a million guys have set up shop. Hey, man, Obama was going to stop that stuff, man. And. And the, the, and the feds have been harassing these people, and Obama has stopped the harassment, right? No, the harassment continues. They they keep getting no, rolled No, no, wait a minute. Obama said he yeah. was going to stop it. It's just a matter. He's already issued more executive orders than any other president in his short term. Why doesn't he just issue an order? Stop it. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. Bringing this you is no agenda. Bringing you the promises from the president. And it's to see S T O P. That's four words. It. I. That's four for six. Six words. Or six letters, I mean. Six crummy letters. Stop it. <laughs> Stop Signed it. Obama. Stop it. Um, let me give you uh, one last bit, because we should wind it up. We're on a high now. And, and and really, after the Peter Orzag story, you know, what 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 left of the show was there really to do? Um, Absolutely. Since, I agree. Since you have a, um, an interest in the state of Washington... Now, this is coming from uh, Russian sources, so take it with a grain of salt. They do have video. I don't know if it's, you know, if it's really current. But apparently, Russian Coast Guard and naval forces were forced to sink the Chinese-registered cargo ship New Star bound for the U.S. port of Seattle after it refused orders to stop and be boarded over fears it was carrying a missing nuclear warhead from a Russian Russian Topol M intercontinental ballistics missile. How did I miss that story? Because no one reports on this, and you were too busy trying to figure out how the guy's black card could be refused, like every other fucking journalist in the world. And I, I don't mean to put you down, but <laughs> I'm a bad boy. <laughs> Wait, my bitch, nigga. Buy your own damn fries. So uh, I'll blog that as soon as I find it. Send me a link. Okay, I will. The video is pretty amazing because uh, they blew up the thing. That's they great. shot at it and then it, it sinks bow first. And uh, target practice. <laughs> it, it probably is, but uh, that's kind of scary. Yeah, you know, they probably called them up and said, "Hey, we want to board." And guys, oh, don't speak English. Boom! Right. Well, no, they didn't blow it out of the water. 
it doesn't seem like a good thing to do if it's got a nuke on board. Uh, no. They apparently shot 500 rounds into the bow and just got a hole in it, and then sank. <laughs> but that's uh, that's pretty sank. scary. A missing nuclear warhead. So this is the this is a Russian Russians reporting this about their own Russian missing nukes. Ooh. Huh. Mm-hmm. So that's not on the Seattle. So you didn't find that on the Seattle. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You didn't find this story in the Seattle Times on the front page or the Post Intelligencer on the front page. You found it in a Russian newspaper. Did you call Mimi? Ask her to look at the paper. I can look at the paper. It's online. Maybe it's in there. Well, maybe it is. I think it would be a bigger news story than just, you know, I don't think we'd go around blowing up, you know, cargo ships left and right. I think it would be like, you know, be talked about a little bit. Well, the more. Russians did it, though. The Russians blew up the cargo ship. Oh, the Russians blew it up. Cause yeah, they, Russian they Coast Guard. Off, the, off, off our coast? Let me see where it was. It was bound for Seattle. Oh, it must have been off of Vladivostok or something. It was probably closer well, it was to coming, Russia. It was, it was coming from China. I don't have a... Well, that's a scandal if it was headed to Seattle. No wonder there's all these crazy Border Patrol guys up there. Yeah, they should... Well, you know, there is a... Uh, you know, the whole Denver thing that we were talking about, there's uh Yes, we have to talk about that more on Sunday, because yes. I got a bunch... We got some good uh, some good information from okay. some people about, you know, that, that, that airport's got eight layers. It goes deep into the ground, and it's got weird shit going on there. I told you, runway's covered up. But Denver, Denver there's some significance there. And I'll, I'll look up... We'll talk about it on Sunday. I'll look up my links as well. Uh, but there was all kinds of stuff about China, and that... Uh, Denver would be the the front in the war against China. You know. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. Well, I don't get them all. I, I, I never bat a thousand. But I do well enough for you to come back twice a week. Yes, and I hope people appreciate this show and they give us uh, some uh, <laughs> some encouragement by going to Dvorak.org slash NA so I don't have to keep you know begging for money, which is what I'm going to have to do for the next year. And uh, and people out there listening to this show, and you listen for a reason, you know, twittering and discussing and arguing about me and Leo Laporte is stupid and useless. Okay, focus on something important, like like a sign that says "Making America Work," and give me your interpretation of that. Focus on those things. The stuff, the mountain that's right in front of your eyes. What is going on? What does that mean? Making America work. Do you say it like "Making America Work" or "Making America Work"? Does that mean we have to work, or is the machine working? How about "Making America"? Work. Work. <laughs> I'd like that one. That'd be good with the Big Brother picture. From the Ministry of Truth? It'd be two, just two sentences. Making America. Mm. And then work with an exclamation point. Oh, fantastic. Oh, you got anything else? No, I'm done. Really? I think that was good. I just wanted to get in that thing about the you know these tax breaks for the rich. really bugs me. Well, it's... Uh, you know what? I, I, I can't... Parse it. And by the way, Pelosi's mouse, that could get her kicked out of office. Pelosi is definitely running the show. I saw on, um, did you see that Frontline documentary? You've got to watch that. Economy? Yeah, it's called Inside the Meltdown. And I love that. It was really good. You see how powerful Pelosi is. 
Yeah. She's very, very, very powerful. Yeah. She could probably shut down the show. <laughs> she or Jackie Smith over here, the secretary of the home office, could easily shut us down. So well, enjoy it while you can. <clears throat> yeah. And remember. Short term thing for all we know. And remember, two bullets to the head cannot be suicide. Just in case you need to know that. <laughs> hey, John. That was fun. Yeah, it was fast. It was a fast... It went, uh, well, we're, we're ending about 15 minutes earlier than normal. I, we really have to try and keep it under 130. We're 123, so that's not bad. You going to the office? What are you doing? Uh, I have to go do the Tech 5 Top 5. So ah, I'm right. the office. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, you made me laugh on uh, on last week's, I got to say. You got hookers in there. That was pretty cool. Oh, uh, yeah. We try to get that in once in a while. That was fun. Did you, I, I, I uh, pimped you out, man, on MeVio today. Oh, good. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Appreciate it. I watch it most of the time, but I don't watch it all the time. I watched the one yesterday. It started off with something, and then there was another picture of you. <laughs> with something, something else. else. And it started off. Today, I've got Obama's Elf. That's really funny. You got to look at that. Yeah, we have it on the blog. That's where so, I got it from. <laughs> That's, oh, where do you, where do you think I sourced it from? Material. Yes, highly appreciated. Coming to you from the Crackpot Command, Command Center in Gitmo Nation, East and Southwest London, I'm Adam Curry. And I'm in the Buzzkill Command Center, <laughs> much more important in northern Silicon Valley, also known as California. <laughs> Gitmo Nation West, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you on Sunday right here on No Agenda.